It's Concrete Coins with Jessica Myers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today to Concrete Coins with your girl, Jessica Myers. So when you quit your regular job, one thing you miss is coworkers. And that's one of the things that I am so excited that I have in fellow investors with John and Monique. Hey everybody, uh, my name is Monique Williams. Uh, a lot of people in the real estate industry call me Mo Hustle or just Mo. Um, but I have been I have been a real estate investor now uh, since 2015, full time since 2016. Um, wholesaling, project management, project managing projects over the last two and a half years, and uh, moving on to new construction. Uh, my name is uh, John Stafford. Uh, people in the real estate industry know me by the grind guy. Um, I've actively been in the real estate business full time since 2000. So I'm 20 years in, wholesale, fix and flip, looking to jump on some new construction as well. Um, some Also some uh, multifamily units. So looking for the passive income. Wow. So you guys have been at this for some time. And a lot of the listeners are beginners. So what is one, um, and both of you guys can answer, what's one of the toughest things that you had to overcome in your real estate investing career? For me, when I got started, was working by myself. Um, it was a lot of, at this time, coming in in 2000, everything was a secret. It was no, like, nobody looking to help. You know, the first thing you want to do when you get into business is find a mentor and a real mentor. So, you know, someone is actively in the business, not saying they've been doing the business. Um, my mentor showed me a snippet of the business. I just took it and ran with it. I was doing pre foreclosures at the time. So that's how I got started. Knocking on doors with pre foreclosures. Um, I would say some challenges is, you know, just finding your niche in the industry, figuring out what works for you. Um, you, you have to take the time to understand that as you start to figure out the business and learn the business that this strategy may be awesome for this person, but that may not necessarily be the, the, the strategy for me. Yeah. You know, so I think a challenge that a lot of people experience, you know, starting out as a new investor is what is going to be the best strategy for me versus paying attention to what other people are doing and then just trying to do what other people are doing. Because that's, that's actually what I was going to ask. Because you said that you are a developer, construction manager, wholesaler. How, how did you understand which path was for you? So starting out, of course, wholesaling made the most sense. Um, the construction side was always my, my passion. That's what I wanted to learn to do. However, I understood that understanding the wholesale side of the business, for one, it allows you to make money coming in that's not going to cost you anything other than maybe some marketing, gas money, you know, things like that. Um, but it also just teaches you the foundation of finding off-market properties, understanding what an off-market property is, um, dealing with homeowners and things like that, negotiating deals. So now when you actually do start to invest in properties yourself as a builder or renovations, now you understand really how to analyze the deal for yourself and know if the numbers make sense, where you need to be at, because you've already got this experience. Mm -hmm. And one of, one of the main things that I hear often, too, is that, um, and maybe, John, you can speak to this, all the good deals are gone. Mm -hmm. And that's one, because obviously with wholesaling being the lowest hanging fruit, a lot of people out of work right now, they're trying to jump into wholesaling. And a lot of people saying that all the good deals are gone. Like The, the, good, deals, the good deals are 
I'm going to say that there's deals that are going that are going to low hanging fruit. The deals you could just walk in and say, like, oh, we agree to the price, boom, boom, boom. Everything works out. Now the deals that are out there are deals that have title issues, deals you got to work for. And that's what people tend not to want to do. Short sales, you know, when it gets complicated, they turn away. And people like ourselves, we jump in and say, okay, there's a problem. Let's put that deal in the pipeline, have our attorney work on it, work on that while we're still working on other deals. Because this business is a volume business when you get, especially on the wholesale side, it's all about, you know, filling up your pipeline. Mm -hmm. So when you get a pipeline full, let's say that deal that did have those title issues, you got deals closing here, there, here, there. By the time this this, this title issue that comes up is ready to go, now mm -hmm. there's another deal that's closing and you're, you're still on to the next deal. So you always, in this business, you always act as if you had nothing. That's the, the goal is to always act as if you have nothing. No matter how much money you're making, you know, I tell the team, I'm also the founder of Everybody Eats Real Estate, me and Monique. Um, we always tell the team uh, to stay in the yellow. So staying in the yellow is like not getting too excited because you don't want to go green, be too excited and be ex happy and then something don't work out. You don't want to go red and get upset. You know, we've had that on the team a lot of times when people get mad, you know, it, it gets real emotional. People curse people out and stuff like that. Well, do you, do you mind? Can we talk about one of those times? You don't have to mention any names, no. but at least a situation that maybe we can learn from. Well, it's, it's been it's been some things like, you know, we've, we've helped so many people in the industry, and you get to a point to where you're helping somebody, you're walking them through the whole process. You find a buyer for the project, and then they decide to do something different. They switch up on you at the last minute. Right, Monique? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, so, and, and this is where you have to understand who to invest your time in mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, and, you know, when it comes to partnering, because, you know, we know Jessica, when we first started around the same time back in 2015, the biggest thing that we could do was meet as many people that are actively doing this business. And how can we find the, the mentors that we actually gel with? get under their umbrella or get under their wing and, and be a sponge and just soak up as much information as possible. Um, we were blessed to have been we able, to have been able <laughs> to do that, right? We were blessed that we, we were able to, to gain mentors that took a liking into us, that invested their time into us, but at the same time, we appreciated it. We took it, we didn't take it for granted or we didn't take it and say, you know what, I'm gonna screw you and run off with what I've gained from you. And, you know, if you don't like it, so be it. And, you know, that was a situation that happened with me specifically, which I was just referring to. I invested time in a couple. We were working a deal, already had it under contract, uh, closing, <laughs> you know, issues came up with the property itself. There was a leak in the basement, right? So now the person that's under contract to purchase this property, you know, they're getting ready to make an investment. So now you want to see how bad is this problem and then do we need to renegotiate, right? Mm -hmm. So the people that I was uh, mentoring, the owner of the home was a family friend of theirs, right? So now they started getting antsy because the homeowner was getting antsy. And what you have to do as a wholesaler, right? Like John was just saying, when problems arise, we're about solving problems. That's what, so, we are. That's what we do. So a lot of times we have to be educators to the homeowners and make them understand exactly what's going on. Uh, but what happened, that couple ended up finding another buyer. No, 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 no. That couple ended up marketing the property on social media. And we, I saw it. While it was under contract? Yes. Yeah, I called Monique and 
told her what was going on. I had no idea. I had no idea. So they started marketing the deal all over again because now they're getting worried that the buyer's going to back out and not close. And not knowing that when they market a deal that, you know, I, like I said, I've been active in the business 20 years. Most of my emails and things that pop in are like deals out that, you know, I'm sharing with the team, I'm talking about with the team. And I saw the deal, I said, this is Monique. So I called Monique and was like, you know, what's going on? I thought this was under contract. You know, she's like, what are you talking about? It is under contract. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still in our due diligence stage. It was, it was just, you know, we were ready to go. And the person that sent that out was another wholesaler. So it wasn't even a buyer that they were marketing to. Wow. We advised them of that. They still were, you know, it still was an issue over there with them. They didn't even know. And the crazy part is the the buyer that was under contract on my side, she was actually investing money into preparing to close on this deal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having to pay for inspections and things like that, and they knew this. And after this conversation happened and they agreed to continue to move forward, that same day, my buyers invested money in an inspection, right? They ended up saying, you know what? We're still not comfortable moving forward. We're going to go with this other buyer. So, you know. Oh, the wholesaler. Yeah, which was so is that what ultimately wound up happening? So the person you trained and mentored, yeah. they took it to another wholesaler and they got it closed out, even though no, no, no. they didn't get it closed. They, they didn't close immediately. No. <laughs> That's another issue. It took months for them to get right. that deal finally closed. And but the thing is, the other wholesaler, of course, presented themselves as a buyer. Right. So they're thinking that they have a real cash buyer, and but they're so green in the game. They don't know how to. They, they, don't, really they don't know how to weed out the. You know. When you're green, you don't know how to really weed out who is what. You don't know the questions to ask, the things to figure out if you're dealing with a real cash buyer. You wow. know, we, we vet everybody. Yeah. They didn't know how to vet them. So let me let me go back to your question when it comes to challenges. So for new wholesalers out there, as you're getting in the business and when you do have someone that is mentoring you, you have to trust the process. Yes. Right? Key. Because the thing is, what happened with them, they allowed the situation to put them in the red. Right. And they were negative. And now they let that negative become fear mm -hmm. and actually scare them in the deal. And, you know, from that point forward, it's after this happened, more. it cost you a relationship. So, and guess what? And everybody around me that knew about it. So, oh, yeah, they know, don't want to mess with you. Because, and that, that's another thing, too, that people need to realize in your market, the market is only but so big and don't let you be a person of color. You have one good name in this business. Yeah. It's a few, you know, people out here that, you know, they've been able to, you know, do their thing. I'm not mentioning any names. I've been in this game 20 years, like I said, but I've seen the things. But my thing was always, you know, and I and I retrained our team like that. Listen, you're gonna hit singles, you're gonna hit doubles, you're gonna hit triples, you're gonna hit home runs. Sometimes you might have to take less on the deal. You know, we've taken less on the deal because we want what everybody to eat. And guess what? That same investor that bought the house from us came back. Now they're buying three houses. Now they're buying four houses. Now, so we built that relationship so it's consistent. And you come back and you still want to do business. No need to screw over a buyer, somebody that's buying property from you, and then you you losing the relationships. See, that's 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 the key to this business is relationships. You want to keep a good name out there for yourself and stay marketing. So there to your point, mm -hmm. and as you know, we've been in this game for I mean not as long as you, John, but a couple of years to kiss a lot of frogs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How do especially like you said, people are green, they got the ambition. I mean, I can see both sides. I can see where you're green and you get taken advantage of mm -hmm. or to the point where you are the mentor and you see so many people that come through wanting to learn about real estate. You pour your heart and then it buys you nothing in return. And that's, that's the hard part for mentorship for me. 
you know, I don't want to take money from anybody, but I want you to add value. I want you to be hungry. You know, you can't, you can't, some things you can't teach regardless. If I'm saying these, these, these are the, the, four, the four or five things you need to be doing every day, then that's what you need to be doing every day without me monitoring. So when we do get together, hey, John, I did everything you told me to do. This is what we're working on. I got a pending contract. This is what's going on. You're making offers, your jobs adopt. You're doing all the little small things that bring business. But when you don't do that, you're not adding any value. But then you want me to take away from my time and what my everyday is with the team and what we have going on. And then it, it's, that's not going to work. So you have to, anybody that's new and that's green, you're getting with people that are in the business that make money and they already have a, a, a schedule. They already have a routine that they do every day. Make sure you're adding value to their time. That, that's, that's more important than anything. Uh, me, I don't want any money from anyone. It's all about everybody winning. But again, you're, you're for you to win, you have to add some type of value. We can come in and tell you to do A to Z, right? But if you're not doing A to B, you know, I can't get you to Z. True story. Because I've, I've had somebody, um, they were getting mentored. And I think, I'll, to your point, I trained them up. A month later, I was like, cool, you know, just checking in to see how everything went. And next, you know, they were like, well, I, I called 40 people. Mind you, it's been a whole month. I called 40 people. In a month? And, yeah. Oh, okay. And it was like, I couldn't get anybody, so I just left it alone. 40 people. In a month. And I was like, do you know I target 100 a week? And that's one of the things, like, to your point, where people can come in so green, but it's certain elements. Like, I left corporate America. Mm-hmm. But it's certain things in corporate that I needed to train that trained you to, to be doing what you're doing. Yeah, there's a reason that you have, you come you, to the you, office. You kind of have a guide. Yeah. You know, this is how you came from corporate. You had a guide of how what you did your every day, yeah. whatever you were doing, and that's how you got to treat your business. Because guess what? You're no longer corporate. If you don't, you only eat what you kill. So that's our that's yes. our saying. You only eat what you kill. If you out there, you know. You ain't out here killing nothing. You're you not be eating. skinny. You're going to be skinny. <laughs> you're going to be real skinny. And you're not just skinny. You're just going to be, then what comes in? Now everybody's in your ear. You can't do it. How many conversations have you had about that? Oh, you can't do this. Oh, it was just, you, it was temporary. You know, all the things that, all the negative things that you're going to hear from the outsiders. You can't sell real estate. You know, you can't do this. You got to have a license. You got to, it's so many avenues and facets of the business that you're going to hear from the outside people that go to work every day mm-hmm. and they see you, you know, becoming some, somewhat successful and then there's a there's a speed bump, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's why the mindset is the, the most key part in this business. The, the mindset is key. You have to have the proper mindset to be successful in the business. And that's so true because ironically enough, my real estate journey started with my transformational journey. Mm-hmm. So I did transformational training to get my mindset right and that's, that journey is the ramp up period to my real estate growth. So you're so right. It's the knowledge can be found on, on YouTube. Right. It can be found on Instagram. If you look long enough, right? But it's the mindset that separates the winners from those that don't. Yep. What was the transition period like for you when you left corporate, um, when you left your job? Like, how was that? Cause that's scary. You know, um, it was scary and exciting. But tell them what you were doing prior to leaving. Tell them what you were doing prior to leaving. Because you kind of learned. So I started I started this real estate journey in 2015. Mm-hmm. So when I would be at work, you know, on my lunch break, I'm cold calling. Right. I had my computer with me. I was not going anywhere. I brought my lunch. I was maximizing the one hour that I had. 
So, you know, and I was not eating lunch with anyone. So I was totally secluded and maximizing my time. When I would get off of work on my way home, I would drive for dollars. So I would get off of an exit prior to my exit or somewhere in between, you know, point A to point B and get off. And I keep a little notebook in my car and a pen and I would jot down so many addresses. You know, um, one of the, one of my, one of my early takeaways when it came to driving for dollars was from Vince. Uh, what's Vince's last name? Vince Alo, Alo, uh, Alopecia? No. no. Alo, Alo. Vince. Oh, it's Vince O. Okay. Vince O. Sorry, but um, anywho. Uh, shout this, out to Vince. Yeah, shout out to Vince. Young guy. Very young. He was 19 at the time. Mm -hmm. And he was full time in the business. He had his company set up. <laughs> he had his company structure set up. And one thing Fire. that he said, one thing that he said was that. When he drove for dollars, he did not stop or go home until he had at least 25 addresses, right? So from there, I took that takeaway and I made sure that, hey, I'm gonna generate at least X number of leads per week based on what I know I can do. And uh, you know, once I started generating my leads and skip tracing, and the thing is, for everybody that is still working and is pursuing this, every paycheck that you get, invest into your business, yep. right? So you have to get these leads skip trace, you know, uh, you want to get, if I was big on bandit signs, do what works for you, find mm -hmm. out what you like, but that's what I like. Mm -hmm. So it worked for me and I stuck to it. Um, so, you know, those are the we buy housing signs that you see around the city, things like that. And what I would do is as I'm in these neighborhoods, getting out and it was three of us like on the weekends, you know, so Saturday, Sunday, maximizing time to reach that weekly goal. Like John said, when you say that you want to do something and you're given the blueprint, it's up to you to follow it. So I was just self-motivated. I was excited. And then one thing for me, I was thinking like, you know what? I closed. I, I made, it wasn't a closing. It was an under, under the table payment. So the very first deal, uh, the owner of a property, she and her husband had moved to Arizona seven years prior to that date. And they thought that their property was in foreclosure, right? They still owned it. There was taxes on the property. All they wanted was just to deed the property over and say, well, you guys take care of the taxes. So literally, we did a, a deed transfer. Um, we did a quick claim deed, to be exact, for $10, right? Just to make they, it real. Exactly, just to make it real, you have to put a dollar amount on the transaction. Y'all hear that, right? To make it real, you have to put a dollar amount on the transaction. What that does is it's showing that you have some type of leverage, some type of collateral, making the contract valid. Okay. And then, uh, and we never received those funds, right? And literally, the person that we needed the contract over to, uh, they're, they're an investor that buys and holds property, so they were going to just, you know, fix it up to get it rent ready. Um, you know, he knows how to deal with properties that do have outstanding taxes, so that wasn't an issue. We met at a Starbucks. Actually, Starbucks on Camp Creek, to be exact. Sat right outside of the uh, uh, Starbucks and sat at the table with the umbrella. And he counted out $100 bills, boom, 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 thousand by thousand by thousand by thousand by thousand. I was like, dang, wow. So having a full-time job, I was still able to do this, or we were still able to do this. And at the end of the day, in my mind, if I had the same hours that I'm putting into this J-O-B, into M-E, I can be G-R-E-A-T. <laughs> what is that spell? Great. But some people get caught into the corporate. They're trained to be great and hustle in that corporate that corporate setting. 
when it comes to stepping out on your own, it's a different type of hustle. Yeah. You got to come with it. Like, this ain't no, like, you know, we got, like, we, we start getting routines. Look, yeah. up at 5 in the morning, going to the gym. Yeah. You know? But for me, like, one thing that we had to let out, because I've always been in management slash sales. Mm-hmm. So we always had to generate business and maintain business. So I remember we used to, like, when I was with Enterprise, having to go market, like, depending on where my location was, we had some locations that are in the car car dealership, so guess what? They're automatically getting in business, but the other ones that are kind of more remote, you have to go find local body shops because you want all of their insurance claims that, that did direct billing with enterprise. So what you're having to do is get your team going when the day starts, and then you as the manager, you're going out with business cards and all that good stuff, and you're going door I mean, basically... <laughs> so you already was just hope so, you already so was me, not where I come from. from. I've been trained to do, to that. do that. See, yeah. that's a different type of background. I don't know. What, and what, I came from sales too, so I was working oh, sales. sales. See, sales is different when you're you know that's you're selling yourself. You know, we're problem solvers in the business. Mm-hmm. So somebody that has an issue, old back taxes, the house cave roof caving in. I mean, you should see some of the houses that we go in, right? <laughs> you know, when we go in there, we can't believe they're they're living like yeah. that. You yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just all about how you, and then branding, you know, what's Pittsburgh? When people see, you know, the shirts in Pittsburgh, they're, they're asking our buyers, are you part of Everybody Eats? Wow. Um, my buyers call is like, yo, man, you out here, y'all, y'all out here a little too heavy because yeah. people keep asking me, am I with your, your team? That's not too heavy. No. I mean, can't No, you- they're not saying it like negatively, just jokingly, like, man, you, you guys are really killing it. I was about to say, can you speak to scaling? Because um, I think that's what another pe- other people think too, especially when they think of making enough to generate their own mm-hmm. income. Mm-hmm. They think I, I can't handle the volume. Cause you say a hundred calls a week to somebody and they're like, oh, but then how did you scale? Because how many people do you have and everybody eats and- But we started, so we started Everybody Eats, right? We came together, we, me and, uh, at first it was me and Carlos. We came together and closed a couple of deals. Me and Carlos closed a couple of deals and Monique was out in the field that we all, you know, came together and we met at, at different properties. But when we, we all were talking about how we can um, build a team and come together, we thought of the name and we just stuck to it, right? Mm-hmm. But we wanted or, an organic team, something that wasn't forced. When we first started, it was what, 25 people? <laughs> we wow. pulled up in the field, it was like 20, like 20 cars. Mm-hmm. Swallow circle. Swallow circle. Wow. Yep. Yep. Wow. The whole street, the whole street was lined up. But uh, and how many stuck with it? Exactly. A bad group zero. zero. A bad group zero. But you gotta have again. You 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 you're gonna be able to weed that out after meeting after meeting after meeting, and you start seeing people not growing or not really transforming that what positive energy and really trying to go with what you're telling them to do, right? Mm-hmm. You got the people that were like, "Oh, I'm gonna do it. Oh, I'm good. Oh, I can't meet today. Oh, I got this going on. Like, okay, no, fine." Mm-hmm. But we can't slow down. We gotta keep pushing. We gotta keep going. So, marketing. I really started honing in on marketing on social media in 2016, 2017, and people started following the journey. So uh, then came Contrell Sims. He started following him and him and his um, girlfriend Danny. Time when they were like, you know, hey, look, we uh we want to pull up on you. But we were so busy all the time. We were like, man, like you don't know the people through social media. You gotta kind of do your due diligence on them. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and then one day I was just like, you know what? Me and Mo were in the field. I was like, all right, you guys pull up. Mm-hmm. We were on Metropolitan, right by uh, what's that? Did Not Pittsburgh, but Deer Park. Mm-hmm. So we were looking at them mm-hmm. over there, and they pulled up. They had bandit signs. They had bandit signs, and um, 
or we were hanging banner signs and we got to talk in and they was just like, man, we just want to, you know, do everything that you guys are doing. We see the grind, the hustle, we see what you guys are really doing every day because we started posting what we were doing on our social media. What did Control tell you? Oh, he, I'm out, I'm out work, I'm out grind the grind guy. I was like, good. I said, hey, please. Yeah. Because people don't understand when you're out here by yourself, I was, I always wanted a team because I was like, look, if I, if I got to come from Gwinnett to the city, to Riverdale, to Alpharetta, like that's a lot of just going by yourself. Mm -hmm. But when you get a team and everybody got their head on right and, you know, we all can come together as one, mm -hmm. we can tackle way more, mm -hmm. way more. And that's what we did right away. Mm -hmm. 30 days, control in, in less than 30 days, control and Danny closing their first deal. And that's what it is, because often people join the team or say they're interested. How long does it take? And I'm like, how hard are you going to work? Well, that, so, so prior to, they were in the business like six months. They went to all of those seminars, people. But they wanted some people that were organic in the field every day. And that's what they saw with us. So they came over. They were like, hey, listen. And in less than 30 days, they closed their first deal in Mosley Park. And they made it quite a bit. Oh, wow. And did they come back? Are they still with the team? Yeah, they came back. And they still, you know, so there's a lot of growth, right? You go, I, I'm not a person that wants to stop growth. I don't want to hold anybody back. And everybody's kind of like growing. So that's kind of like where we're at right now. The team, everybody's kind of elevating and growing in their directions, which there's nothing wrong with that. We all still, we're like family. Yeah. Our team is like family. So yeah. we kind of know what everybody's doing and everybody yeah. got their own things going on, which is great. But when Contrell came, he brought on Danny and Danny, when him and Danny came, Contrell had another guy, Charlie. So everybody knows uh, business by legit now, right? <laughs> because Charlie came in, he said, listen, I want to add value. Mm -hmm. But I want to add value on my camera. So that's how you guys start seeing all these videos and different mm -hmm. things. Now Charlie's everywhere, business by legit. I mean, everybody's using Charlie. He's doing His real estate services are huge, <laughs> right? I mean, he's high in demand. So right. now a lot of uh, the investors whose videos that you see, he's behind the camera. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he came wow. In so he's blown up on that side. Yeah. He's still doing real estate as well. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's wearing several different hats right now. And now we have to make an appointment with Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, Charlie, uh, can you shoot? Oh, let me check my schedule. Right. We need the family discount. Right. Actually, the sound comes in through the side, so that's why I adjusted it like okay. that, not up top. Okay. Um, so, one of the things that um, is interesting, you guys bring up time management is key. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, if you're at, at work, mm -hmm. you have to manage your time accordingly mm -hmm. to make sure you have the discipline mm -hmm. to do what you need to do, yes. um, as well as the mindset and systems. How do you know, like, what are some vetting questions that people can ask? Because you have had a lot of people, it, that's how I got a real estate. I mm -hmm. paid somebody to do the weekend. Mm -hmm. So what are some questions I can ask to make sure I'm building with the right team and not somebody who is going to scam? Um, first, and don't be, don't be, first, first of all, if you're reaching out for help, you can't be afraid to ask questions, right? When is the last time you posted it? Mm. That's what I want to know. If I'm getting into a business... You know, there's so many businesses out here right now. I want to vet the mentor, right? Mm -hmm. I want to see your catalog. I want to see, you know, what's actually going on, right? To know that you're active in the business. I mean, people can go out here all day and false in front and say, hey, I got a million dollars, you know, so they can do a lot of creative things with social media now, right? Mm -hmm. But no, what are you actively doing? When was your last transaction? That's a lot of, that's a lot of reason why we, we were posting all the closes, which we kind of scaled back from. We posted most of our closes. Mm -hmm to show like this is what we're really doing. We started scaling back, you know, 
as time went on, when different things start happening, you know, you want to, you don't always want people to know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because that's something like, you do get the people who stunt a little bit right, for the gram, right, right, right. but then you want to balance it with, okay, I, I need to show that I am doing this, so how do you find that in between? Key word, balance. I like that you said the word balance. That's the word for the month, Jessica. <laughs> and you got to balance it out. So um, it's everything has to do with balance in the business. You know, what you're doing, time management, everything that we're talking about is a balance. And you have to use that in the business. Um. I know for us, Jessica, when you and I started, because you know we had a very similar journey, we attended um, a lot of meetups, right? And when you go to these meetups as a newbie, you're trying to get as many business cards as you can introduce. I'm still entering business cards in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, whoever you see up on the uh, podium that's speaking, you know, I got to connect with that person. And actually, Candace Conley. She spoke at a house church event. And when she spoke, I connected with her. And in my mind, I said, you know what? So I'm going to get her information before I leave, right? I did. And to this day, I have a relationship with her, right? Um, But to go back to the question, how do you vet people getting into the business? As I was generating all these business cards, and whoever it was that piqued my interest or that I took a liking to on my off days from work, I was calling them. And when you were calling them, what were you doing then? Where are you? Are you in the field today? Mm-hmm. Um, can I pull up? Mm-hmm. What's the address? Mm-hmm. But I was consistent, mm-hmm. persistent. You know, um, there's a lot of people, Patrick will tell you, Patrick Henderson, Will Galloway. I remember I called one person at 7 o'clock in the morning. I was like, hey, um, I'm off today. Where are you going to be in the field? And they're like, Mo, it's 7 a.m. I'm not up yet. Oh, okay. What time do you think you'll be up? Uh, call me back around 9. Guess what I did around 9? Call. Hey, uh, you should be the address for you, you know, just in, again. But when you show that you're really, really serious about it, and that was the only way that I was going to be able to end up doing this full time. But when you're able to get out and really see who's doing what, if somebody's supposedly in the field, but they can never tell you where in the field or what they're doing or if they're looking at a property, uh, can I go on an appointment with you, right? When's your next appointment? If they don't have any of these things going on, then that's not the person that you need to that's check the on. Right, the person that's putting you, uh, putting you off, not really taking your phone call, sending you the voicemail. Uh, and another thing I like that uh, Mo brought up, meetings, like meetings. Meetings make you money, right? But don't be a professional meeting. Oh, yeah. Don't be the person that's just going to the meetings and go tell your significant other. Oh, I went to a meeting today. I was excited and... Oh man, I think I forgot what we were talking about at the meeting. You know what oh, I mean? trust, trust me, my significant other checked me. Right. He was like, don't be busy being busy. Right, see? But see, when you <laughs> go to a meeting, you have to go with a purpose. When you walk into a room, you have to, like most say, you have to connect with people. Well, in, in, in corporate, we call it a valid business reason. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. VR, VBR, mm-hmm. not VRBO, but right. VBR. Right. Valid business reason to connect with someone. So make sure it's a win-win because right. you never want to be, especially being on this side of it. That's why it's interesting to have this conversation mm-hmm. because you do get the people who want and you want to help because somebody had to help me. But right. if you ain't showing persistence past it to your point, the no woe smells that I, I can't answer right now. I'm busy. And if you lose interest after that, you're going to lose interest when the, the, the first seller comes up with a problem. You're going to be like, oh, well, it's too hard. So if anything, it's almost like your rite of passage to get into the industry and know that this is for you. And we're so passionate about the business. Like, you know, we've helped so many people in this business. If you ask about the team, we're genuine. There's no, 
like it's we're so organic we don't have a reason to do anything like negative and it's just been a lot it's been a journey and, it's, and we love the journey we love what we do we love helping people that's why it's called everybody eats real estate we want everybody <laughs> to eat everybody to win everybody's happy the closings that we go to everybody's celebrating everybody leaves and it's like a what do you want to do from here? Or, we, or we're going to look at another deal right now. You know, it's never like, you never take your foot off the gas. you got to stay stay consistent. And the attorneys like us, you know. Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Danny is working in one of our attorneys' office right now. Which she, you know, she started doing some admin work over there. Which, but she's still a part of the team. Mm-hmm. So, and if anything, that helps. It's not having somebody on your team that's a part of every part of the process. Yes. Because so we need title ran, title pulled. We got to. Can you check this title real quick? Can you, uh, you know, all the things? Can you get us on the, the calendar for the twenty second to close on this deal? Mm. You know, so many things. Or if a deal falls apart, hey, this deal just fell out. They don't have a buyer. Yeah. Can we make something happen on this deal? It's yeah. so many things. That's it's key points. You know, it becomes a win win for the attorney. As well, because yeah. they might lose that deal if they lose the business if they can't, you know, they don't close that deal with their office. So they want to get it closed, they want to get it done, and it just works for them. Yes, it's everybody eats literally everybody. along literally. the way. So really, it's creating win-win scenarios. Think about this, right? When, when, when this is how you know the term everybody eats. This is how deep it goes. When we as start off as wholesaler, right? When you get the wholesaler to that's and talking to the seller. Right? When the seller sells the house, the wholesalers, the seller's eating, right? Because they're going to get money from the house. The wholesaler's going to make money. The end buyer's going to make money. And when the end buyer buys the house and starts fixing it, how many other people get paid during that process? Mm-hmm. You get you a higher. Yep. You got, uh, you got, uh, inspector, appraiser. Architects. Yeah. You got, you know, the workers, the mm-hmm. subcontractors, the mm-hmm. GC. You got a whole line of a family that gets, that eats. Everybody it's, the ecosystem. it's a whole system for mm-hmm. everybody to win. We create win-win situations for everybody. Yeah, I love her. And that's just basically it in a nutshell. I mean, we just, we're so, so passionate about it, man. When we wake up, we call each other, you know, be like, hey, what's going on? What do we got going on today? We got this going, we got that going. I'll meet you over here. You know, and Mo, I'm proud of Mo because she jumped off. She was my project manager on one of my big gut flips, almost new construction. And we, we both learned a lot in that process. And now Mo's been like project managing a lot of projects. I know. And, and now Mo D is Mo Hustle. Is now <laughs> breaking ground on new construction. Uh oh. You know? I'm, I'm, look, I'm, yeah. I, I haven't did new construction. I'm going to be a student. Like, I'm there every day. Like, okay, we're working on the new construction. Now it's a dry guy. And Mo Hustle, yeah. That's crazy how the ties have turned. How it yes. went from she proved herself, you guys joined everybody, or you guys created everybody. So many people have eaten, and now you're entering a new territory that you get to teach your mentor about. Mm-hmm. How does that feel to now be in reverse roles? You know, I, I think it's great because, uh, you know, one thing about our team, everybody brings something different to the table. Um, you know, for, for me to venture out into the construction side, um, you know, that was something I knew that I would do, and that's what I would end up bringing back to the team. So now that I've gained that experience, um, you know, it's something that in the long term will help everybody, everybody <laughs> be able to get into that side or, you know, even whatever we do under the Everybody Eats Umbrella when it comes to the construction side, they're all going to be able to benefit from yeah. mm-hmm. uh, You know, John's experience, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where he's able to add that value. You know, John and his family, they have rental properties, you mm-hmm. know, so even getting into 
residual income opportunities. You know, he has some experience in that. With Danny being on the legal side, right, there are things that she can specifically speak to around title. She adds that value. And paperwork. Yep. Charlie, you know, what he's doing with the camera, like, he's grown so much. You know, his equipment has, I mean, he's just, he's leveled all the way up. And I'm not even going to say all the way because he's still leveling right. up. There's always, you're always growing. There's all, he's all, you're always growing, you know, but, um, you know, he was able, he did, did the photo shoot for me uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, so. Nice pictures too. Thank you. Um, oh yeah, those are cute. The pink, the pink. Yeah, everybody was like, "Mom's in a suit, heels, what?" Yes, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like loving basketball. It gave me loving basketball vibes. Exactly. Like, wait, ah, <laughs> you clean up nice. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. Your pictures are amazing. Too. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, we get it together. We grow and we scaling, which is what she's speaking there about. Um, <laughs> and that's how simple it happens. Yeah, but but see, guys, these types of conversations. You know, this is what we are around. We've always yeah. motivated each other. You know, the thing is, like when we first started, you know, just pulling up on each other, calling each other on a regular basis. Hey, uh, I can call Jessica and say, hey, Jess, do you have this form? Can you help me out with this? Yeah, I got you. You know, so we have each other's back. So even to go back to what you were talking about, Jess, as far as in corporate, having that camaraderie within your corporate workforce with your coworkers, we have that within each other as fellow mm-hmm. investors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but we, we have fun, you know. We, so speaking of fun. And I got to say this real quick. I, I know we cut. We, we, I know you we, did. We let somebody out. You know, we got to make sure we, we add this guy in here. Coastal Clear Power Washington. Carlos oh, Sparks. for sure. You know, number one on the ages list. Y'all got to look him up, man. Uh, he does the pressure washing. So he's pressure wash projects for us that we've been renovating. We mm-hmm. call calls. Mm-hmm. So we still have somebody that's been, we, we, it's so many avenues yeah. that we use. Yeah. You know, trails good with systems. Hey, trail, we gotta work on this. Uh, we gotta get this system in place. Mm-hmm. We gotta get the VAs on the phone. Mm-hmm. We gotta get the. Uh, you know, we gotta get the whole mojo dial and everything set up. Mm-hmm. So our team. The trail is even. He's he's doing something right now that I can't announce. Um, it's something that he's, but it's gonna add value to the team. Yep. And, that, and that's the thing. I know that I'll be able to add this tool to uh, to my belt, mm-hmm. and then now I'll be able to actually bring this back to the team as well. Yep. So that's the thing. You know, and a lot of people look and say, "Oh, from the outside looking in, uh, they're dismantled or whatever the case may be." And you know, from the outside looking in, you really don't know exactly what's going on. Um, but, but it's just growth. It's yeah. So, what people understand first of all to have a team. Of six, try it. I'm gonna yeah. say that number one. Dedicated. Right? Try no. Try to have a team first, right? True. Try to have a team. Try to manage all the people on the team. The the the, the personalities. The, yes. The, the <laughs> everyday life, right? Mm-hmm. The everyday life. You know, things come up. Uh, people get frustrated. You know, things happen. Mo, well, how many times we had conversations where it was like, you know, John, this is just it's we. I'm in that spot where. It's just I'm, I'm, I, what, I need I need to hear some positive things from. Him. Oh, oh, John will tell you. No, <laughs> oh, John, I think I might have to go uh, back to work. No, what, what yeah. you no, you're not. No. <laughs> Yeah, you getting ready to go look at some houses, going for jobs for dollars. Yeah, we about to get this money. Yeah. Like, in this and then the next like two weeks, she's closing on a deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it's yeah. you, you live, you you feed off your team's yeah. energy and people. That's good to have somebody that you can call. Yeah. Because you know, if you don't have anybody to call, I didn't have too many people to call. Like my mentor, you know, he showed me a stupid little business. I took it and ran with it. It was times where I needed somebody to call. I didn't have nobody to call. Yeah, because you were on during 
the market crash. I was on prior to the market crash, and then when the market crashed, I crashed with the market. So when you talk about mindset and losing everything, living out of your car, that was I was the guy. But I needed that. I needed to be humble. I was a young guy, had a crazy amounts of money, and just wasn't using the money like I should have been doing at the time. Where you go with your money, John? Blowing it. Where? Everywhere. Where? Clubs. What clubs? Name them. Strip clubs. I was here in Atlanta. I was here in Atlanta. I was just in Atlanta, young guy in Atlanta. I had friends and I had birthdays, fly family in town, big crazy parties. But 2008, I would say that 2008 was a gift. It it was pros and cons of 2008 for me. I learned a lot. In 2008, the market was crashing, and I sold over 30 houses. 30 during the crash. Over 35 houses to a, a, a hedge fund prior to the market closing. Gotcha, gotcha. So I learned so much then. If I would have knew what I knew now, then I would have held on to probably 10 of those mm-hmm. houses, right? Mm-hmm. Just to have some collateral, to have something to say, hey, look, I got 10 houses under my belt. I know the hedge fund. Guess what the hedge funds did in 2011, 2012? Sold it. Hey, John, remember those houses you sold me? You think you got to buy it for me? Are you serious? Guess how much money they made. Oh, Lord. They quadrupled the money. Wow. So, wow. but during the crash, I learned so much. I had to mm-hmm. be humble. I had to get by myself. I think it was a thing that get by yourself. You lost everything. Okay, figure it out. You know I, what I mean? I think that's the theme when we when speaking of rites of passage, and I often talk to my husband about this. It's almost like when you ask for patience, it doesn't just oh here's patience. No, 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 no. It come and and I think everybody had such high expectation for 2020, mm-hmm. and they're just like oh it's the year that it becomes clear. Oh, you're going to get clarity, y'all. Oh, right? 2020 vision. All or nothing. These are the things we are coming in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. All or nothing. The team, we got all these goals. Yeah, this, that, this, that. So guess what we had to do? Being entrepreneurs, we had to adjust. We had to adjust to what's going on in the world. That's mm-hmm. what an entrepreneur is about. That's what being an entrepreneur is about. Being able to adjust. Being able to say, you know what? These goals aren't working out right now, but we still going to make something happen over here. So yeah. that's, what, that's what we're doing right now. Because honestly, I feel like you can literally bleep out real estate in this whole conversation and it can apply to anything Absolutely. entrepreneurial. That's why I say entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur. See, because there's so many things, other things you can tap into. There's so many entrepreneurs in other states that were doing wholesale and had wholesale business. Now they're they're scaling on other stuff like drop shipping. Just different things. I got, you know, people that I know that have went all the way left as far as from the real estate because they, they see something different they want to run, which is fine, but they tap into something else that's still making them money. Because they took that same mindset that worked here. But I also, too, I mean, it's important to focus in that. Yes. Because there is a sense of even if you do go to something else, the grass is greenest where you water it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily on the other side. Right. So even if you do jump to drop shipping or anything like that, for those people that want to be a serial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. do one thing at Oh, my time. goodness. Oh, listen. Be good at one thing. That's all I'm going to say. Be good at one thing. When you jump into business, real estate is broad. Okay, you got to be good at one thing before you go to the next thing. I always talk to the team about that. You know, be the best driving for dollars person. Be the best uh, picture person. Be the best, you know, taking pictures and videos and appointments and disposition, acquisition. Be the best at one thing. Because yeah. if you try to grasp everything, it's going to be, comp- you're going to get tied up in the whirlwind. You, mm-hmm. you, you don't understand how big and broad the business is. But yeah. Well, this has definitely been a fun conversation. Oh my gosh. I mean, we could talk for hours, which yes, we sometimes can. do. <laughs> uh, 
But um, but if you guys could just leave one last nugget of just something to empower that person to the next. They're struggling. They've done their first flip, maybe even done their two or three wholesale deals. But they are like, what next? Just I need your word of encouragement. One, if you go to my my, my Instagram profile, right? What is it? My motto, my Instagram is at M-O-H-U-S-T-L-E, Mo Hustle, underscore 810. Um, but my motto is embrace the grind, love the hustle. Embrace the grind, embrace your journey, right? Your journey is going to be full of highs, it's going to be full of lows. You're probably going to experience more lows than highs. And well, you know what? I don't know. Everybody's journey is different. But when you when you when you experience those lows, they feel, they hit you. So they feel like, you know what? Sometimes I don't know if I can continue to do this, you know, whatever the case may be. But embrace that because that's part of your journey, right? And it's about you understanding what you're supposed to learn and take away and what are you supposed to maybe change or implement going forward. Make mistakes once, but don't make the same mistakes twice, right? And at the end of the day, this hustle that we do as entrepreneurs, you got to love it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about for you, John? Well, hey, this is what I want to say. You're going to get some L's, right? And that's not, L's are not losing. You're not losing. You're learning. Okay? So, like Mo said, it's going to be ups and downs. But you can follow me as well, at the Real Grind Guy on Instagram. Um, and I'm going to say this, because the word for the month is... Balance, right? So when you when you when you when you started walking, when you were a baby, you had to have what balance, right? Mm-hmm. When you started running, you had to have balance. Mm-hmm. When you started learning how to ride a bike, you had to have balance. You got to balance your tires, or you'll buy thirteen. Right. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and, and then you had all training wheels prior to learning how to all the way ride a bike, right? So take your training wheels off and get out here and just balance. This has been a beautiful conversation. Thank you guys for tuning in. As they mentioned, follow them on social media. Um, You want to repeat it again? At MoHustle, M-O-H-U-S-T-L-E, underscore 810. At The Real Grind Guy, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-G-R-I-N-D-G-U-Y. And you can find me, it's Jessica Myers on Instagram. One of the main things, if you surround yourself with good people, quality people, you will have that positivity on your timeline. Mm -hmm. So be sure to follow all of our profiles. Remember, everybody eats. Everybody Everybody eats. Everybody. Oh, yeah. E-E-R-R-B-O-D-Y-E-A-T-S underscore R-E for real estate. So everybody eats underscore R-E. That's our team thing. Yes, so especially if you want to get involved in real estate investing, you want to have as many people on your feed as possible that's encouraging you through the dark times and can help get you and motivate you. As always, continue to tune in to more episodes at itsjessicamyers.com. And you know you got it. Let's get it. Let's go. Hey, it's your girl Mo, a.k.a. Mo Hustle. It's your boy John, a.k.a. The Grind Guy. And And we we are are on Concrete Concrete Coins.